0: Before we get this podcast started, I just want to shout out my little bro, Victor Heidel, H-A-Y-D-E-L. Um, he is the one whose beats I've been using the last like seven episodes um, because I can't use actual songs beats anymore um so uh yeah i've been using this song uh, called i promise that i really like that he's made um so if you guys want to go he posts beats all the time on uh youtube and things like that that he makes he's still in school at the university of arizona so um Check his little beats out on YouTube if you want to do that. Um, Okay, now let's get into the episode. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the 47th episode of Believe in K-Pop. It's your host, Emily Heidel. And um, this episode, we're actually not talking about K-Pop. I'm sorry to say. But... I'm actually not sorry sorry not sorry (laughs) I'm not sorry because um I actually really enjoyed this topic that we had today and I think it's a nice little break um and a look at another subgenre or a niche genre but rapidly growing one um that is currently taking over social media particularly YouTube and that is the one called lo-fi I don't know if you would call it a genre because some people don't call it that and um I never have defined it. I've never defined lo-fi before, but um, I want to try to do it right now for the people who are not aware of what it stands for. So if you go to Urban Dictionary, which I think honestly is probably the most reliable reliable definition for what it would stand for nowadays, but basically... It says lo-fi stands for low fidelity. Lo-fi is not a genre at first. It is a term used to describe the way a song or album was recorded. These songs or albums have a low quality sound, including soft cracks and raw sound. This type of music can be found on YouTube live streams that have alternative artists who embrace lo-fi into their music. And Then it says also it's a subgenre of hip hop. Lo-fi combines jazz, house, and hip hop beats to create a calm and easy listening aura. You can play while studying, relaxing, or sleeping to. You can usually hear raw instruments or notes in the songs, as well as sa- small samples of dialogue or settings. Um, and so I actually contacted a lo-fi channel by the name of Ikigai um, DK. He runs it, and actually the way I came across it was by listening to a very popular. I would arguably say it's one of the most popular lo-fi songs out there, um, and it's popular on his channel. Um, it's called The Girl I've Never Met. And it's by Kudasai, and um, basically he he describes itself he describes himself as a tastemaker um, and curator and of sorts, but more so a tastemaker. So um, I'm really excited about this interview because it's kind of off the beaten path. I know it's not about K-pop. We will get back to the theories, and actually um, I do want to take into account, like I said before the year started. I wanted to take into account what the listeners have suggested that I do, so I'm going to start on that now, um, get those interviews set up so we can actually start doing, you know, listener feedback episodes, so um, thank you for doing those. I hope you enjoy this little break in K-pop, just so you can learn about another genre that's quickly growing, and that's also very calming and soothing and um, cathartic, if you will, whether you're studying, relaxing, you know. Chilling or try to fall asleep, um, you can pull up one of these lo fi playlists, but specifically, you should pull up Ikigai's channel and just play starting from his most recent video all the way to the one from uh, two years ago when he started his channel or almost three years ago. So, I would suggest doing that. Thank you guys for listening to Believe in K pop and please enjoy this interview very much. Also, there are so many lo-fi streams out there um that you can just play and you can actually chat with people on youtube so i highly recommend but thank you guys for listening and here's the interview and we have dk who started and runs the channel as our guest today so thank you for joining us thank you for having me yeah based all the way in miami so shout out to all the miami southern florida people actually bts will be coming there i think that's like really one one. um, this may, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, they've
1: never been to Miami. I don't. No. think No, oh, sorry, not have. Miami,
0: Orlando. Yeah, Orlando, Orlando. Okay, yes, okay, yeah, a close, close, close. Yeah, pretty close. Because
1: Miami is a lot more of um the like Hispanic scene as a yeah. as really like like um the Latin music is mm-hmm. huge here.
0: So yeah, 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 a couple of groups come every so often, but it's not one mm-hmm. of the most yeah, yeah, places. nothing like LA or no. New Jersey. No, not at all. Any
1: of like those um popular areas. Yeah,
0: so. Well, The reason why I found I thought your channel was interesting is like because, like, K pop, you know, K pop is rising. Um, I feel like lo-fi is rising as well. And I came for across sure, your channel, sure. yes. I was listening to one of the like streaming radios, and uh, I think it was mm. the song by I think I'm I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, Kudasai, yeah, Kudasai, yeah. yeah. Uh, Girl, I've my never met my boy Christian. Oh, you yeah, know yeah, him, yeah. really?
1: Yeah, 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 I personally know. Him. Oh, what
0: the heck, okay, so okay, yeah. okay, so I have so many questions. Now. Well, because
1: I haven't gotten the chance to meet him in person oh, yet, uh-huh. but. I mean, we've kind of established this connection, um, you know, on the phone, online, oh. FaceTime, just because, you know, when I started, when I started um, the Ikigai channel, I think when I posted that video, I had around like 90,000 subscribers, something like that, 80 or 90, mm. maybe, even less. I don't, I really don't remember, it was a long time ago, yeah. but I, Christian actually submitted that song to me, yeah. and I kind of just posted it without, you know, thinking much of it, and that one kind of took off, like, yeah. a, as, like, the first one.
0: Like, what? i don't
1: really random yeah (laughs) so after that one took up though he sent me more stuff going like yo like this is really working so and he just came out with like nothing like he didn't have too many followers at the time and that was like a really small track and then i promoted that one and then the next one and the next one and the next one and it was weird like every single time i would post one up his videos would just get so many views and everybody would love his stuff and it was i feel like it was a huge mix between like the aesthetic between how the videos look like what what like what kind of backgrounds I was using yeah. with the music, uh-huh. and then the title—like all that together creates this one
0: vibe, huge, huge
1: thing that everybody likes. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so the girl I've or girl I've never met has like thirty-two million views. And do, okay, yeah. so with running this channel, it's been exist. It, you started it in March of twenty seventeen um and you've kind of always had almost three years yeah almost three years you have had sort of a similar vibe from the very beginning i think the first video you posted was like Mm -hmm. a naruto background and it just kind of you know it's the lo-fi kind of sound um and so it's had that same vibe till now and when you started it was it like okay i know the vibe i'm going for did you have an idea i know you said that you had for like the music for the well not for the music but more so just the channel itself like you said you had another channel that you were helping a friend out with
1: i pretty much knew what i wanted to do with this channel just because i had worked on anime vibe for so long and with anime vibe we're almost we're on like 800 something thousand subscribers something like that Mm -hmm. a a lot older we started that in 2014 with that channel the uh like the naruto background and the lo-fi music was taking off so I kind of wanted to emulate that same vibe as my own Mm -hmm. and start my own channel
0: why do you think that lo-fi is like popping off right now or maybe I'm just late to the game because you said it was like going off like 2014
1: (laughs) I now it's brief like history of to me what really lo-fi was um was way back in like 2013 early 2013 ish um when vine was still a thing yeah a lot of people were taking lo-fi music and then editing it with anime and then making this whole community of anime oh. edits with lo-fi music. Okay. And like you said, with the word like vibe, it kind of created this aesthetic slash vibe in like the Vine scene. And it just, it blew up. It blew up to a point where Vine actually created like their own little category on the homepage, like for anime, like AMV,
0: oh.
1: because so many people were just doing this. And it got to a point where Aiden, who at the time was one of like the biggest people doing the anime edits out there in the at vine at the time mm-hmm. was like i want to make a youtube channel let's get some people on board and i was one of like five people to work on anime vibe wow. and we kind of moved everything from vine to youtube and over time people left people joined and ended up just being me and aiden around when we hit 300,000 subscribers mm-hmm. on anime vibe okay and by that time we've already had a couple of videos go around 10 million views oh. and a couple million so It just seemed like a good idea for me to make my own thing because anime vibe was his and I was just, you know, helping him and I didn't really have anything to call my own. I had like my own different music interests at the same time too. So that would be a good idea just to start one of my own things. And Aiden supported me all the way through it too. And through all that, I feel like that's kind of how I got to where I am right now.
0: So is this like a full-time job for the both of you and like whether it's running that channel or helping to run that channel or run your own?
1: um so i don't really work with anime vibe anymore right. because i'm just very busy with my own channel okay. and we're, we still have like a great friendship that we just maintain
0: oh i see what
1: but so with me i single yeah i do work on Eki every single day i take some time i always have time around i do like six to nine ish mm-hmm. or it depends like how how many emails i have to read or how many videos like if i'm doing a mix like that will take you know, a good amount of time to make the mix, put all the credits together. If I'm doing a tiny upload just for the day, because I try to upload all every single day, even though a lot of times I haven't, but I try to do every day. So even the small ones, that'll be a little quicker for me. But the mixes I'm trying to get back into, and those will take a little bit more time. But for me, it is somewhat becoming like a full-time job.
0: So on the side, I know you, well, I don't know if it's on the side, but you also have, so the label that you have, Um, yeah av records yeah av records that is how people can submit their submissions yeah so if you go to Mm -hmm.
1: Mm avrecords.co um that's where we have on the front page you'll see all of our releases that we've done and basically what we do with av records is we see like emerging artists or any other artists who would need you know some exposure and I'll, i'll reach out to them and i'll be like if there's any projects you have like we have um, distributors that we work with, where we'll put out your music. Wow. And then while we're putting out your music, we have my channel, Ikigai. We have Anime Vibe. And we actually own a Spotify playlist with, I think, 60,000 followers on it right now.
0: Wow. wow. So
1: we'll be like, um, we'll help release people's music through AV Records and get them on that promotion with the stuff that we already own. Mm-hmm. And on that front page, you'll see those are all the records that we have. And then on the top tabs on the right you'll see where you can submit music to Anime Vibe or Ikigai.
0: Right. Wow. So it's like a whole wow. So do do you I guess to your your knowledge, are there any other like record labels that are cent- you know centered t- around you know lo-fi music and that kind of thing?
1: There is. I think um, my friend Luke at a Chillha at a, at a oh. College Music. Oh, okay. Oh, my college Music um he just did a huge release. I remember he called me about it like I think a month or two ago, but he is starting uh college music records mm. i think that's what he calls it but it is a label and then one of like the big one of like the like the bigger youtube channels i don't know if they have one too um so those are the three ones i know as of now okay. i think the reason why we're not seeing too many is because it is still like a really new genre yeah and the whole thing with like lo-fi producers is that most of them are just normal kids who are just making some beats in their room. It's really not like where a lot of labels will come out, like really big labels, I'll say, in like the industry, like Yam, like Warner, or something like that. They don't really reach out. And it's mostly like these smaller artists, but you'll see that they get thousands of plays on YouTube and Spotify and stuff. So. I think it was really good for us as a a small record label and all these other labels, you know, kind of to pursue like these artists and help them grow their careers. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned um, the consistency that you, you know, you have to have, like, does it ever get stressful? I mean, I I don't know. I'm not sure like the process of how you also I want to know, like the process of how you are picking the different songs for each night, but like, is it Mm -hmm. stressful to think like, Oh God, wait, I got to get home so that I can, you know, you know pick something real quick for the night and then post it you know what i mean like is it ever really stressful
1: yeah it actually it used to be like that but i will say like as time has you know gone by or whatever i haven't been too worried about it because most of the times if i can't find a song i'll already have friends like artist friends who have strikes that i haven't promoted yet and Mm -hmm. i know they're always cool with you know me you know, putting it up for them because we have an established relationship. Yeah. So that is where look, most times I'll be at. I remember when I first started, though, I used to be like, I need to go home. I got to upload every single day because that's how most of these channels work. If you go to another YouTube channel, like, not with music, maybe like once a week, but with these music channels, people are wanting to listen to music every single day. And me right now, I don't really have a team. I have one editor who helps me get all of my, um, my video and my intros and all that stuff done. But the rest is just on me and so in the beginning it used to be a little bit of a rush it was kind of hard but just to see all this like massive growth happening yeah. it kind of just made it all worth it And yeah
0: are you seeing that your channel's growing more now like at like you know in the last six months than like the first year and a half for sure
1: now for for sure now i will say there has been like a little bit of a dip i think mostly because I don't know if I should call it like the golden age of lo-fi, but Mm. there was, I just remember when it was a time when Vine was slowly going down and YouTube was going up where everybody was going YouTube and um, where chilled cow was doing that like 24 hour, 24 seven, like homework lo-fi mix or whatever. And that was blowing up. Like that was a moment where everybody started listening, following streaming. And that's where I accumulate most of my views. I think that was maybe about like a year and a half ago. I will say now, and I slowed down a little bit, but I'm definitely growing a lot faster than when I started.
0: When you are, you know, when you have to go home every night um, and pick, you know, through the tracks that you have, do you decide on like the track based on your mood or is it based on, you know, like you said, like, oh, this artist has been, you know, submitting their stuff. Maybe I should spotlight them now or, you know, how do do you decide on each track? If
1: someone will upload a song to me 10 times and every single time that song isn't good, I won't put it up mostly just because I care about the people who actually subs- uh, subscribe to me and listen every day because I want to give them quality content yeah so most of the times it'll be stuff that I know that my audience is already li- oh. my honestly already likes like okay um, I had this mix-up called guitar sounds we all yes. like, something, Yo, something I like that. That. yeah I love that yeah that so you know like stuff like that I already knew I knew that that, that guitar sound with the like there's like a smooth baseline all that stuff i just know that it works with what my audience wants and i put it in and just doing this it's it's almost it's just very weird just because i've been doing this since 2014 it's just kind of been a thing where i just know once i listen to the song like going 10 seconds in i just know if it's gonna work or not biggest advice i would say is just as an artist if you want to get promoted by these channels is and Definitely not. If you have have your own sound and you're working on your own thing, for sure, go your own path. But if you're just like an emerging artist who doesn't really know what your sound is, you want to experiment, Mm -hmm. just kind of go on these channels and like see what they're posting, what these channel owners are posting. Because a lot of times they'll be pretty similar. Like the vibe, the aesthetic of the music, it'll be pretty similar and if you can match it somehow like I see no problems with you getting promoted
0: some of us listening to this podcast might use music as therapy but sometimes that isn't enough is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals if so it's time to get better help better help is therapy on your schedule it's an online website where you can go right now to start communicating with a counselor visit betterhelp.com slash believe that's better h-e-l-p and join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional special offer for believing k-pop podcast listeners get 10 percent off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash believe now back to the interview the guitar sound we all like you have like three parts to it and when i i immediately saw that i was like oh my god i feel seen like yeah, <laughs>
1: like, yeah, no yeah, yeah, like yeah
0: acknowledged it and now i'm like oh my god yeah, like, this yeah is great yeah um
1: that f- that first one nobody so nobody can part find part one unfortunately is oh. because i actually uploaded that maybe two months into starting ikigai and i didn't really get the feel yet and i actually used um somebody's piece of artwork in the background of the video uh-huh. and i didn't i mean oh. it was huge artist i didn't ask for permission so they asked me you know could you please take this down so i, I agreed. So that one's not it anymore, but I did come back with a part two and a part three just for anyone who hasn't found a part one yet. That's, oh, that's, that's what right. happened.
0: Oh, okay, okay. How do you choose the artwork for the background?
1: I I kind of follow the same vibe as in, where if you go to the the girl um, I haven't met yet, yeah. um, for, but like, one Kudasai song, yeah. half of the comp, there's, I think there's around like 18,000 comments on that video or something like that. Ha- literally, maybe a quarter of those comments are talking about like how this person relates to this girl um, staring off into the distance at night. Really? With the music, yeah. Yeah. And ever since that, I kind of understood it as the backgrounds mean a lot more than just being a background, you know? know? So a lot of times I'll I'll find stuff that if there's um, a sad scene going on, I'll definitely use that and pair it up with a more ambient, Mm -hmm. sad, lo-fi track. Mm. Um, Something maybe that has more of a deeper base to it on on a track or deeper 808 i'll pair it up to maybe like a harder some like a background that's going a bit harder more chaos or something like that just for everything to go together because if i don't really do that a lot of times people i have seen some people who go like you know like backgrounds don't really match up with the music so okay it definitely is a factor What um when I choose
0: so do you listen to a lot of lo-fi yourself or would you say that like because you're working within it like you
1: I definitely I definitely get that listen to lo-fi when mostly for work to be honest now mm-hmm. I started off actually listening to it all the time in around 2014 2013 because I used to be in like that whole early vine scene yeah. and just finding the music it was, it was just so brand new to me so I was really into it and everything but like I said it's been like a long time of me listening to it every cause I listen to lo-fi every single day okay to, and also I I mean I'm kind of a, a curator for I post post it on a YouTube channel and everything yeah. so I'm, I don't really find myself too many times just you know if I'm out alone just listening listening it to it by myself mm-hmm. but I do listen to it every day though just okay. for just for my uh, my YouTube
0: channel. I see. Okay, so yeah, because I wonder like for people that end up working in the things that they once enjoyed, it's kind of like they can't like Yeah, enjoy, no, I, I totally understand you know? that. Yeah, like you're listening like to like at work to like zone out maybe and then like you're like, wait, yeah. this might be good for the channel. And you have to go like write it down. Yeah. Um,
1: when I do work, when I do work, I will put on a mix.
0: What mixes do you have planned for the future? Like do you have anything in mind like when you're sitting on the beach and the sun's going down? You know what I mean? For sure, like, for sure. Yeah. I
1: have... Right now I have a I have a study mix that I'm working on right now. Okay. I have I have a work mix. Mm-hmm. And I am going to come out with that piano sound you are like
0: the piano sound. Think I think oh, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm going to do that and I might do like a um, a guitar part four.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for this. Oh.
1: Piano sound is um a lot of like the early lo-fi. A lot of people sampled like really old piano riffs probably from the 1940s 50s a lot of people sampled the, like the staticky those, like, older, yeah yeah, oh. those older sounds mm-hmm. and that was kind of one of like those original samples that everybody was using back in the day so mm. it's something that still resonates with a lot of lo-fi listeners so I definitely want to make a mix with that
0: would you consider yourself to be a tastemaker or more of a curator
1: I do both okay. for sure definitely now now i i will say maybe tastemaker probably
0: okay can you actually define like why you feel like you're a tastemaker compared to a curator because
1: as a a tastemaker i just i I started caring more about the way that the music hits the people because i feel like that's that's the way videos will get more views that's the way artists will get more exposure right Mm -hmm. so in the end of the day like whenever i go into making a video or something like that yeah. i just feel like i'm really i'd really need to understand i'm I'm really getting grasping this um idea of lo-fi music and pairing it up with something that's like a background something like that Will that will make somebody feel mm-hmm. something like feel a certain emotion mm-hmm. and put those two together and create this whole different thing that will resonate with somebody and i just feel like with me doing it so many different times in so many different ways it's kind of made has made me I mean both yes a tastemaker and a curator but I will say um probably that one over the other
0: okay so I've used the term vibe and for someone that's in this you know lo-fi you know scene I guess I feel like you guys would probably use the word vibe like all the time is there like a yeah. different word for like describing vibe. i like
1: i like to say the aesthetic, aesthetic a lot oh okay yeah okay cool because for me for me when i pair the music up with the background and it creates this aesthetic is what i usually say mm, it's okay. like you know
0: yeah yeah i feel like vibe for you guys is like that's so 2014 no one says that anymore <laughs> yeah 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 yeah
1: <laughs> i will say like in this little description like oh you know chill vibe yeah. it's a this is like a 3 a.m vibe type of beat or whatever oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay I
0: like that it, it, like normally that. people would say like chill vibe but like because you're in this you're like oh, it's a 3 a.m compared to like a 4 a.m like oh, okay, yeah it. 3 you know? <laughs> yeah
1: yeah definitely like, different
0: I feel like TikTok is also becoming sort of like a vine where there's a lot of like uh I guess more lo-fi sounds going on with like the views and whatever you're doing mm-hmm. um do you guys look to TikTok for inspiration ever or do you use it at all?
1: I'm actually trying to start, um, get Ikegai on TikTok. Okay. I'm still trying to figure, figure it out a little bit more. I'm not so sort of much just how to use like the basic stuff, but more, more of how are people who use a TikTok app are using it to reach these artists, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And how I can get an artist out here onto this platform and actually help them grow. Right. Um, what I understand TikTok more to be is. Yeah, you use TikTok, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I download and delete it all the time. Okay, yeah. but
1: so most of the times when people are on it, they're on like the, that main home, like, explore page or whatever. Yeah. And that's mostly how people blow up, mm. um, quote-unquote, how all of like these... Anybody can pretty much blow up because if you're on this home page, everybody's going to be seeing it. Yeah. And what I've kind of understood TikTok to be, though, is how most people will actually spend most of their time on this home slash explore page mm. rather than this, like, following page exactly. where they actually look at the people they follow. Yeah. So I, I do see it as kind of different as to what we were doing on Vine because on Vine, you could post something and you would be sure that whatever music or edit that goes up will be directly delivered to your followers exactly. but tiktok is a little bit different yeah so i'm still trying to figure that out in a sense um i definitely have some stuff planned i, w- I want to do you know go back to those old vine days i feel like it's the perfect time to do it i just want right. to know how to execute it perfectly first
0: who is your audience then because tiktok is you know mostly or i guess now becoming young yeah, yeah yeah who, who is yeah. your audience? kids young adults yeah
1: um my audience is probably mostly young adults okay. um a lot of college students okay i will see people because most people will be like you know i got a final do or whatever so like yeah. they look up certain mix to help them study that's why all these study mixes are doing really well right now mm-hmm. and also just with my channel specifically i use anime for my background mm-hmm. and I, I just feel like anime of course is really big right now but i just feel because um, I'm 20 right now.
0: You're only 20 and... years old? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. God. <laughs> oh, God, I'm old. Okay, continue. You did this like when <laughs> yeah. you were 14. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, wow. yeah. And
1: I just now it's like a job. It's crazy. Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. So
1: I'm 20. Right, I'm 20 right now. <laughs> I just feel like when I was like in high school, and all this stuff going going on in anime was more than just what it is now. I just feel like back then, it was just huge. I just feel like Everybody was, you know, watching it, everybody loved it, and the same with me, and that's how it kind of got started. So I just feel like those people who kind of grew up to be the college students and the young adults right now kind of resonate with the music and the anime aesthetic and everything like that, and when you put it together, I feel like that's who my audience is.
0: So the name of your channel is Ikigai, and I assume you named it that because you identify with the definition, right? yeah yeah so what is is this supposed to be your ikigai or like what is why did you so call
1: it yeah i get this mm-hmm. i get this question a lot like yeah. why did you name it ikigai or yeah. whatever but um basically since i started off with anime vibe i wanted to you know incorporate something with uh japan mm-hmm. maybe like a japanese word or something like that yeah um just because i'll be using anime and stuff i feel like it would make the most sense okay. and but i didn't really want to just choose a, a random japanese word that sounded cool you know what i'm saying yeah. um so i i did a, a ton of research just to see like what words meant what like what i some, what words like really resonated with me mm-hmm. and i chose that one because at the time when i was doing like this whole guy push or whatever uh anime vibe was you know sh- taking off and it was more of like eight a- like it was more of aiden's thing it was it was really not my thing and I really wanted to, to find something that I could call my own and make something mine, like, my reason. You know, my reason to wake up, go to work, you know what I'm saying? Aww. And when I found that, I was like, yo, that makes perfect sense, you know? Yeah. Today, like, I wake up, I just do my work, and then I go and do it for my channel, find all that music, and I'm— because really, Ikigai is um, your reason for being. I mean, it, it can pretty much be anything. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, someone's, like, lifestyle, it's— what I've heard it to be is a lot of different definitions from everybody. Like everybody kind of has their own different way of defining it. Some people will say it's a bunch of different things combined into one. Some, some people will say it's maybe it's one thing to me. It's just whatever, it's just whatever you can call like your reason of being. So it can literally be like a sport you play the channel you run, any sort of your responsibilities, but that's just kind of what I take it as.
0: Yeah, I guess for people, some people don't, I'm sure, don't know what it means. Or the exact definition, though, is usually used to indicate the source of value in one's life or the things that make one's life worthwhile so yeah yeah you explained it well yeah well it's, this is a really cool way to you know find that or you know exert that ikigai that you feel within yourself so thank you for being able or you know putting it out there for people like me who yeah. also need like i know you're still in college um, but at first i didn't realize i didn't think you were in college but wow um oh, yeah i'm actually not even in school anymore oh, i'm just school i was uh-huh. i
1: was in school yeah uh-huh. i went i was in school for about two years mm-hmm. and i guess you can kind of technically call this like my uh my gap year or whatever oh, I but see. i'm still trying to figure out um what i want to do yeah. i mean i'm 20 years old so i feel like i have a lot of time you do.
0: You for really now do. for
1: now you know what i'm saying I'm, i i definitely do see a clock i see it. <laughs> it it's weird it's weird sounding saying this as like a 20 year old but i do see it and i want to really? get things done but for now i'm just kind of you know going with the flow trying to see what I really want to do
0: well I guess wow you see a clock well I'm I'm seeing a clock now like when I was in I was a sophomore in college or something a sophomore junior in college when I was 20 and like I didn't care I was just well I cared but like I didn't think about my age um but I totally get you but you've done a lot in like a short amount of time and you are i feel like you're yeah. also still ahead of the curb like i mean people know about lo-fi now but it's like really popping off so um i feel like it's yeah. a good time for you to be involved and then i guess right now i guess in 20 minutes the grammys are starting so my question to you is yeah. mm-hmm. does lo-fi deserve a category um of nominations for the grammys at any point in time do you think
1: um i think so mm. maybe in like the next couple of years but here's why i'll say no for now um i will say no for now is because most people who are in the lo-fi scene are mostly producers okay and these producers just you know like i said can blow up out of nowhere but most of the time are you know just these kids in their in their rooms Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and pretty much i think once these kids start to really define themselves as like an actual artist yeah. and really you know um blow up their personal image slash brand yeah. into their music and it gets to a point where people will go like this is not just a beat this is the beat made by this guy and i love this guy because he has this this sound you know what i'm saying
0: yeah.
1: there's definitely people out there right now but once it becomes a little bit bigger i think that's when they should actually put it you know as um a category oh
0: i see yeah
1: because you'll see right now guys like um like Mm Kudasai, everybody knows everybody knows who Kudasai is his sound what kind of music he makes everybody knows his brand his image right and that's huge and i just feel like once there's maybe a little bit more kutasai's or something like that then that's when we'll see something like that at like um a stage just the grammys but it's definitely big um i will say with x um xxx on tentacion his one track um jocelyn flores that one is so that track i have a little backstory about that the producer for that track is patsu i met patsu probably like four three four years ago online or we started talking on twitter yeah and basically patsu had this track up on soundcloud and this track had like i don't know it was so long ago but i swear it had like maybe 2,000 plays, mm. and Patu had, like, under a 1,000 followers or something like that. Like, he just had nothing. But I, this track was so good, this little beat that he made. I was like, how has nobody heard this yet? So... What's the track called? Jocelyn oh, Flores. Oh, Jocelyn
0: Flores. It's called... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, and that but, got picked up by... T- oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it has what? A billion... Wow. Yeah, like a billion streams or something like that on oh, wow. Spotify. Okay. But, so pretty much i found that beat and then i went to anime vibe so i, I hit a potty so i was like yo this beat is super sick i think a lot of people people need to listen to it can i promote on anime vibe and he was like sure go for it so i put i put it up on anime vibe it hit maybe like a hundred thousand views or something like that which is pretty good at the time uh-huh. and got to about it capped around like two hundred and something thousand and i think in that time period x either found the beat from the channel wow. or maybe on on soundcloud because it was blowing on soundcloud and other channels are posing about it maybe find found it from a different video i don't know wow. but he ended up finding that beat and then hitting up patsu and then patsu ended up producing three tracks for the what? on the album 4x and i remember sitting in my college dorm room like freshman year mm-hmm. when i when i heard the album and i was like wait <laughs> I heard, I heard this beat before like four months ago. Like, there's no way this dude stole this man's beat because, like, I had no idea someone in the lofi sphere could produce for you know Rachel such a big Christ. artist yeah. like X. Yeah. So I was like, nah. Like, he probably definitely sampled it from somewhere. But then I so I hit up Pops. So I was like, yo, like this track's crazy. I mean, it sounds just like yours. He's like, dude, like, it's mine. Like, I wow. produced three songs on the album for him. And I was like, what? This is insane. Like, we we're actually seeing. The lo-fi producers produce awesome. for these big artists, where we get a song that has a billion streams. Right, and he was like, and he was just like, yeah. I mean, thanks so much for you know supporting it from the mm. beginning. You know, putting out the promotion. I was like, this is crazy. Like that's where I kind of found this power of YouTube of how you can reach so many different people yeah. with just your channel. And even though you can't see exactly who you're reaching personally, mm-hmm. you just know that somewhere out there, that people who really care are listening
0: that's exciting wow i didn't really know yeah yeah. i gotta go listen to jocelyn Flores now um and see and then i'll go look it up on anime vibe but thank you for taking the time out to tell us about uh lo-fi and you know ikigai and that kind of thing um can you plug you know the merch that you have and where people can follow you in addition to youtube
1: so right now um I am working on a bunch of different things, like the official Guy Instagram and everything like that. But for now, mm-hmm. just go to Guy on YouTube. Mm-hmm. If you search up Guy, it's going to be like the first channel yeah, there. Yeah. That's I-K-I-G-A-I. Mm-hmm. And if you want to submit music, all, most of all of our links are on avrecords.co. Okay. And the merch and everything is on a Teespring link in every single description of the video. So that's where you can find the merch. I just want to thank everybody for supporting it too, because I've had a lot of support over that the years and which I still can't really believe, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, DK. This yep. is awesome. Um, yeah. I've always had questions about Lo-Fi and I've never been able to have no them problem. answered and you answered them today. So thank you for that. Um, no problem. If you guys are listening to this, you can hit me up at D- uh, E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L and we We'll be doing a number of more topics, obviously more about K-pop, but um, even things like this, you guys can let me know if you want to talk about it. So thank you again, DK, and we will see y'all next week.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.